Why is it going, going the wrong way now? Hang on, let's start again. I'm no music. There we go. And the music must mean it's yet another episode of the Malt Travel podcast. So it's always slight technicals, and I've already had to change computers once, and I'm getting a bit out of uh, sync with all this. So we are here at episode 21. So good evening, gentlemen. How are we? Good evening. evening. All right. Evening, evening. Bruce has been running around a little bit, looking after mother-in-law and wife, who aren't too good at the moment. So he's, he's, I think he's not got a drink at the moment. Nick's already oh. cracked one. Well, I've been working. You've been working. So what are you on tonight? Mm-hmm. Are you drinking that, Nicholas? Uh, ooh. Oh, Minster. Minster. Yeah, obviously it's uh, Massam now rather than Minster, as in York. But uh, yeah. bottle of Minster, and then I've got a bottle of Walltop to keep me going. Oh, very good. Yeah. Well, I've uh, I've had quite a big weekend, so I'm actually on the ghost ship, not point five tonight. So, just, uh, which yeah, um, uh, and again the the opinions guys were on were on AF as we I I quite well not I don't do too bad. We had a it was a stone food and drink festival yesterday, but the the weather was monsoonal, so I had to take shelter in the beer tent for most of the day, uh, and got a very good deal with jowls, which I'll talk about later, and I ended up getting about four or five free pints off them, so that was very good. Uh, um, uh, Bruce, have you have you got some bottles in today? I have, I have loads of them. I'll have to go and get one in a minute. Uh, no, we did go out last night briefly. So I've been housebound there, killing the nurse. But uh, we did go to the local last night, went to Crystal Palace to support Humphrey after his uh, attack by Joe Lyce on TV. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then, uh, I mentioned that. <laughs> then went to the uh, volunteer arms, had a large selection of beers on. But uh, I had to part a Yankee because, of course, when we went to Roosters at Nairn, uh, yeah, had the yeah, Yankee. Yeah, I yeah. was quite disappointed. I used to love Yankee, but yeah. Very, yeah. very thin beer it was now. How much of it? Because it's because we had Thornbridge Portrait. I should have that instead, really. Yeah, when you look back at the box, so I've been mean, a quiet weekend here, beer wise, I have to say. Yes. Anyway, it's good to have you in person, Bruce, and I'm not trying to chase you around pubs of York like last time we <laughs> no, yeah, podcasted. So, yeah. which, is, which is good news, really, because episode 21 this week is Bruce's Guide to the Isle of Wight and various other southern ports, we said. So, if you remember, we were talking at our, on episode uh, 19. I know some of catch up. Uh, Bruce and family have been off to the south coast, um, so he was he put a little podcast together, a little little uh, resume of the beers and places he'd been to. Uh, I've done the same for Jersey, so we will pick that up uh, probably the next time we podcast. Uh, I've also got a little trip to Macclesfield, which was uh, I'll talk about that in a minute, which was quite interesting. And then Nick again has had another twenty four hours in London and actually visited Nick quite a few new pubs in London that we hadn't probably mentioned on previous podcasts. Oh. So this, this, I think we've, we've we've got a good plan. Probably take us to the end of November. So Bruce is going to pick us up in a minute on his little guide to the southern ports and the Isle of Wight. But as always, just to catch up on things that we've been doing, because it's been a couple of weeks since we were last together, um, and a little bit of beer news. Quite a lot of beer news, actually. In fact, I think I'm going to split some of it over probably uh, the next podcast as well, because it's been quite a busy time with lots of things going on, as well as uh, fuel crisis, and apparently it's going to be bacon crisis next, isn't it? That's what's coming next. And pigs in blankets, all the Sunday papers talking about today, yeah. which is good. Uh, it has been Cascale yeah. Week this week, so um, I've had a couple of casts this week, and again, I've just, we've, I've just put on the screen here um, our friends at the Tom Pudding Micro Pub down there in Goole. They've had a great week. They've had some fantastic beers on 
this week. They tweet out there, beer board, and it's a really quite a nice selection there. Some Thornbridge and uh, Hamilton, which we, we all, and Abbeydale, which we all like. Um, and Nick, you said you've been a couple of places that had a fair bit of cask on. Uh, yeah, down in London. I haven't been uh, out this, this week because I've been working all week other than when me and Bruce met up in York. But we can't really talk about beer highlights, can we, Bruce? Because we were drinking that Italian mass-produced stuff nowadays <laughs> for the deal. It was free. It was free. It was easy. <laughs> free. Yeah, yeah. We might come on uh, to your, your great deal of the week. Which is I had a, I had a, I had a fight at Nicholson's, which was their IPA, thinking I was going to get me 25 pence off, which I did. I think Bruce managed to get a free one completely. Is, uh, yeah. So, yeah, other than London, but like you say, we're going to talk about that some other time. So, yeah. uh, I, I found out this week that Nicholson's IP that's brewed by St. Hostel. Yes, I yeah, found yeah. That yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just found that as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Oh, you knew, did you? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, why I, that's why I don't mind it, to be honest with you, because it's it, it isn't it. like proper job, but it's got to be something like that, hasn't it? Yeah, if, if you can get all, like you say, if you can get it in the pub, Nick, because often you can't get it, can you? Pretend not. Well, that's, that's normally the one that they're supposed to give away free when you're in town for a free pint. Yeah. I say I had an argument last time I was in Arcus because I went in to get my free birthday pint as a loyal customer. And the officious young lady behind the bar turned around and said, oh, well, we haven't got any. So I said, well, is there a substitute then? And she said, no, because we can't put it through the till. So I said, mm-hmm. what happens if a customer brings a pint back or if you spill a pint or whatever else? I said, sure, there should be some way of registering that. And no, 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 no. Anyway, mm-hmm. supervisor came out and she saw it straight away like yeah. But, yeah. Okay, uh, so again, we have been out and about. Um, I know Bruce was in the Crystal Palace last week. So yeah, looks, looks like you've been in some people's back gardens. That, I don't know I've got, I've got Sam Smith pubs out, you can't tell the pubs, yeah. can you? Well, that Crystal Palace, definitely. So, uh, And I've, I've been, I had a walk out to the hot water cellar in Newcastle, which I, I know Nick's been there with me, which is quite a, a weird experience because it's kind of in the basement and it's the picture on the left there for those on YouTube. So yeah. you stare out the window at people's feet as they walk by. Uh, but it was, I said to Nick, it was quite a quiet Saturday and got chatting to the owner there. And he said, he said, he, you know, well, he, he said it's a great pandemic, but he said that he's actually extended. So I think when we were there, Nick, there was always a, at least one cask on and I think two or three kegs. He's now got 10 keg lines and two cask lines on permanently. Right. But he has, he has a lot on, on sale, doesn't he? And then a load bottle shop as well, cans. Bottles and, bottles. and cans. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I think um, was a, when we were in there, there's many people coming in and having a peruse and buying and then just yeah. had a quick one. Uh, people coming in to sit and yeah. have a drink. So he said it's just he's had it's booming. He's get you know he's almost turning beer away. Uh, he mentioned that he's got Polly's and Cloudwater coming to do a tap takeover in um, December because they're five years old and the, the CEO and the head of marketing coming down. So yeah, I'll, I'll let you know because it's a great little this is a great little bar. And he said again, a lot of people still coming to take beer away um, and the containers was good. And as Nick mentioned, he's he's been to London, so I think we'll have a quick picture, a quick catch up with that in a minute, Nick. But then. We'll perhaps put that together in a podcast because I say I know we've done London. Um, even we all chose our three best beers. Um, you actually got to a few new places that we didn't mention, or maybe ones that people talked about um to us. And, and linked to that, uh, the Relail magazines, they're back. Um, I've been longing for these. I, mean, I thought I went to a, I went into a bar in Mac and I thought, oh, there's some beer mags, you know, the camera ones. Um, I thought, oh, that's fantastic. So, so missed them. Um, one was from 2017 and one was 2015. Still red and light, but but the London Drinker, which is the London Camera Branch, um, they have just started again to do the London Drinker, which is quite usually quite a big, thick thing. I mean, it is downloadable. I'm assuming that there are hard copies. I know that you saw in it maybe when you were in London, uh, yeah. but it's a sign because obviously many of the branches have stopped doing these. 
So it's just a sign, I think, that we might be heading back towards some normality. I've got to say, last places I've been out this weekend, went to a couple of pubs um, Friday, and they were absolutely rammed, and it was pretty much back to normal. Uh, uh, my daughter worked in a pub, and they, I think they did £16,000 last Saturday, um, oh, the wow. most the pub was ever, ever took it in a single day in the history of the pub. So, you know, it looks like people are back on it. Um and I, I saw actually Dave Bruce Mitchell Butler's in one of the Sunday papers was saying that they've had 105% uh, sales compared to this time in 2019. So the shares might be going up because they've been going down for a bit. That's right, yeah. Been so, in, so, I they were they were saying it's a good buy. They were saying it's going to rocket because I think they've just had a um, they've just had they've raised some more money. And the people that whoever runs Mitchell Butler, it's not Mitchell Butler, it's it's some investment company that oversees them all. So Chinese yeah. Chinese. Hedge fund now, isn't it? Something like that. I don't think it was a Chinese hedge fund. It was it was certainly a major, you know, one of these major players that are up there as well. So I mentioned uh, I had a quite a trip to well, long story. We went to uh, I mean the missus said we were gonna go to Macclesfield because there was a food festival on. Um and it was promoting it. In fact, I I entered a bloody free draw on the Thursday, and then luckily I was perusing my phone, I think, on the Friday night and Saturday morning and found that it'd been cancelled. So okay. we'd already booked the train ticket. So we said, you know what, we'll uh, we'll go anyway because it's only 14 minutes in the train for us on the uh, West Coast main line. So we went up. And you know what? We had a fantastic afternoon. The weather weather helped, but we had a great little trip around what I'm going to call the Mac Mac Micros, because uh-huh. like one of the themes, really, these were all shops that have been converted into really nice little little bars. Uh, oh, some cool. fantastic ones. Treacle Tap. The second one there was a fantastic bar. Wet Lead was great. And a pint of Osset in there, actually. Um, oh. And I also found, Bruce, Mr. Carters and Co.'s, Fantastic Eoldy butcher shop on oh. the Cobbley Street in Macclesfield with fantastic pot pies. So, uh, so I think we'll have to we'll have to have a little bit a bit of a trip there. Oh, and yeah, then the yeah. Salt Bar, Salt Bar, it, it, not really a bar per se. It's a Scandinavian cafe bar. Oh. So they do like Norwegian Danish food and Swedish beer, which actually was all right. Actually, um, I saw them on TV on a program. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, they were yeah. good. They were good. Well, the kind of these. There's a salt brewery, isn't there? No, it's nothing to do yeah, with them. Yeah, no, nothing to no. do with them. It's just a... The British lady who um, likes Scandinavian food. She yeah. was on TV not so long ago, yeah. Uh, right. I'm talking to TV, of course, the hairy wankers, hairy bikers, sorry, have <laughs> been to Bolton this week. They were in Bolton, um, and they were drinking beers at Sockham. They were drinking beer now. I think they were drinking some Brass Castle. I'd done a, a, a link with somebody else. Is that um, tomorrow? Has that been on this week? Yeah, it was on. It was well. It was it was there this week. I watched on catch. Oh, yesterday, so. uh, and and they they went to Whitby and did fortunes. And actually, interestingly, uh, Andrew Pern, uh, God bless him, he's in this Telegraph today from Motor Whitby, and he talks about the Duke of York being his oh. choice of pubs, and his his reasons are almost exactly the same when we choose it. Fantastic oh. beer, great staff, and a fantastic view of the harbour, which is interesting as well. Even though he has a very pretentious bar. Well, look in the harbour. That's about eight pound for a pot. Anyway, we, 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 we can't afford a drink in his own right. We will carry on. Yeah. So as I mentioned, I went, I went to a very, very wet stone food festival yesterday. Uh, but actually, it was interesting that uh, Steve Nuttall, who is the CEO of Jowls, um, did a fantastic talk actually in uh, one of the kind of the demonstration tents. Uh, Jowls, after ooh, I think forty years, are back in stone because stone is where Jowls was based. Um, Stone back in the 1800s was a bit like Burton. It was um, just a one town, you know, beer was what they did in Stone. The canal obviously was fantastic. Uh, and he told this fantastic story about how Bass and Jowls were absolutely at each other's throats. It's a bit like Liverpool, yeah. you know, Man United or Liverpool, uh, Man City as much tonight. Um, and a really interesting history, actually. And we mentioned this a couple weeks ago, Nick was talking about the trademark. And he said that that 
cross, the red cross trademark is one of the oldest after Bass trademarks. So Bass had that red triangle mm. um, because of the um, monk links or the, or the Abbey links to stone and the monks had long history of brewing beer, they chose the cross. And as Nick, Nick rightly said, uh, the red cross used the same symbol. And he said, that's why the Jowls' red cross always has trademark, trade one side, uh... mark the other. And, and they actually gave permission for the red cross to use it. Uh, cut a long story short, because I'll probably I might do this in a little podcast about Stoke. Because Stoke's a great place, and so it is on the West Coast Main Line. And it's just off the M6, so it's not a hard place to get to, really. Um, he talked about the way that eventually Bass won the battle, um, and Bass bought out Jowls's in about '74. Um, fantastic story about all the all the Jowls's um, directors uh, drinking all of the special um in you know the imperial ales and the blue cross whiskey that was in the, <laughs> up in the store and having so much on the last day the, t- the night they were going to hand the keys over the pass actually filled up one of the fermenting tanks and swam in it they were swimming in one of the one of the tanks in the brewery um uh, bass came in and being bass just completely closed jowls down and just stopped brewing completely in stone um wow. took all of the name everything and then just left it redundant um, uh, this guy, Steve Nuttall, managed to get him to license, allow him to license to use the, um, the name. Uh, and they set the brewery up in Market Drayton. And then I think in 2015, they eventually paid half a million pounds to Bass to get the name back, to get the full rights to the name. So, uh, I mean, it was chatting half a million pounds, a lot of money just to buy that Jowls' yeah. name. Yeah. Um, and he said, and again, there's a fantastic new, uh, they've, they've, they've spent God knows how much money. An absolutely fantastic drinking venue now in Stone. They've also um, built a theatre as part of the deal um, for the town, um, and they've replicated the Cooper's Tavern, which, for those that know, was the Bass Tap uh, in oh. in Burton. And he said to get their own back when they when they took the half a million pound check to Bass or Inbrew or whatever it is these days, they said we're going to sign for it in Cooper's Tavern, just to kind of say this they come full circle, uh, and yeah. they they built a replica of Cooper's Tavern actually in the new uh, uh Crown Wharf. So anyway, we'll come back to that. So I had a good day. I had a few of the beers as well. It was very wet and soggy. Uh 350 a pint, so it was pretty good. It was out of plastic, but we had a good day at uh, the Stone Food Festival weather, whatever the weather threw at us. Uh and then Nick, quick, quick quick limp. Now Nick, I'll just move our pictures so people can see. Um there's you all with the Prinny Louise, which we talked a lot about. Uh, and you got in the upstairs bar, I think. That was upstairs for the first time, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a nice, nice lounge area. It's maybe not as homely as upstairs in the, which one's is down the road is the Crown, the Mighty. Yeah, yeah mm. the Crown. Where you normally go. And then same in the um, the Angel in Leeds, they're upstairs. But yeah, I mean, you're talking about pubs being busy. I noticed all the pubs I went in in London were a lot quieter than I expected. Well, again, finding time, seats, you know, during the day, night time as well. I mean, all right, it was Monday, Tuesday, but even so, very, very quiet that I, I found. What time were you upstairs there? Because I'm looking out the window there. I mean, the Pretty Lou is a quite busy street, isn't it? And yet, look, it was deserted in the, the street. Yeah. Outside. It looks absolutely... Well, that, 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 was about, uh, that was about two o'clock on Tuesday right. afternoon. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if anybody's fancy going to London, best time to do it at the moment. Yeah. As I say, it certainly is quiet. And even getting around. I mean, you know, we jumped on the bus from Trafalgar Square down to uh, Tower Bridge, which is the number 15. Yeah. Sadly, they don't run the route masters anymore. Now, normally, we'd allow ourselves maybe an hour because of continuous building works in the yeah. East End uh, and also just the volume of traffic. 
and we literally did it in about 20 minutes. Right. So we were well ahead of schedule. And in fact, all the transport that we took, we actually did four types of different transport this time. We did the uh, buses, the underground, the Docklands Light Railway, and the Clipper as well, the uh, the, yeah. the boat. Uh, and as I say, they were all running spot on, really. Uh, so, I mean, that's one of the things in London, you've always got to allow for time, even though there is public transport there getting around. So, yeah, this time the, it was uh, good. The border's been relaxed uh, tomorrow. I think that'll change rapidly, won't it? It was oh, quite when we were down there in August. But uh, mm. speaking to people around York, they're saying that um, Saturday they ram during the day, but people are going home a lot earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're saying that in the midday the pubs are absolutely chocolate yeah, a lot. But yeah. the days of people hanging out to the last minute, they're getting really quiet about. Yeah, you're, you were there late August, weren't you, Bruce, in London? Yeah. Some of the pics that you've got on here that it, it's a bit busier than, than obviously Nick's picture there, but like you say, not not over not over busy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so just a couple of bits of pub news then. Things are going on. Uh, again, thought we mentioned um, it was quite it hit quite a few of the press, didn't it? The uh, Yorkshire pudding beer this week, which apparently is just literally running off the shelves. I know that. Can I, I, I just say I, I bought I bought a bottle of Yorkshire pudding beer at the uh, York Food and Drink Festival, and uh, how about this for old-fashioned Yorkshire values? We went on our Friday, first Friday the food fest from lunchtime from work, and I thought, ah, Yorkshire pudding beer, been waiting for ages. Got a bottle. His card machine would it work? So of course, <laughs> oh, no cash. So I said, oh, don't worry. I said I'll. Uh, I'll come back next Friday and buy one. Yeah. No, no, it's his tech bottle and just drop money off next week. Oh, I yeah. wouldn't go out of London, would you? <laughs> yeah. um, so, but I have to say, it did, did divide opinion. It divided yeah. opinion. Yeah. Four of us shared it here. Yeah. Um, like you say, there is... Um, there's no getting away from it. There's a greasiness about it, isn't that, there? That, really? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I suspect yeah. the colder you drink it, probably the better it is. Um, I like the idea. I like the concept. It was lovely, I say, but I don't know. I don't think it's for me, really. <laughs> Creamy, sort of, unique taste, it says there on the Yorkshire Post. It certainly Nick, is that. I think Nick, we've had it in bottles, but I, I quite like it on cask. We had that cask. It, it was, I thought it was all right on cask. Yeah, if, 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 you get, if you forget you're thinking to try and detect Yorkshire puddings, then yeah. I, I think yeah. it's a beer. Yeah. And in fact, he, he, he was even on the, the Sun, you know, Sun featured him online. There was a video right. of him yeah. on the Sun's yeah. website. So, so he said idea, fantastic idea. And I think he's, that's all he's brewing at the moment. That's all he all he can brew is Yorkshire pudding because obviously, I mean, he's done, he has a range of beers. He has the uh, yeah. all the horse link horse um, town horse yeah. town beers as well. But so you know, good on him. Um, I think he was on that crooks where he was trying to expand, and I think you know it'll be great. And you know that his son now works for him as well. So so all power to the Yorkshire pudding beer. As he says that even labels are made in Yorkshire. Oh, yeah, that's is, right. Uh, she's fantastic, yeah. really. Uh, and again, I just again just. I, I don't know. I've, I've not yet been in Matt Millen's. I don't know, Nick. This is, Matt Millen's is the whiskey gin shop in Malton. Actually, not far from uh, the Yorkshire Pudding Brewery. Um, I know you said there's a little bar upstairs now, Nick. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I, I, I walked past the other day and looked through the door and I saw the tap sticking out the wall and I wonder right. what he was dispensing. Mm. Um, I'd like to know what the fire regulations are in there because, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not a big spot anyway. It's no. about the same size as the, what's the, the dragon down? Um, Green Dragon you know, in Whitby. Great Lane. Yeah, it's, about, yeah, yeah. it's no bigger than that downstairs, no, and yet right. it, it appears there's a little rickety old staircase that you go up into the top room. Right. I can't say there's been any fire escape or anything in there, but anyway, there we are. So the reason um, why I picked it up was to tell you to do this refill now. So a bit like your beer, you can now take your empty bottle of gin in, um, and they've got a deal with uh, Cobb Cooper King Dry Gin, and you can take your bottle in and you can refill your bottle. I can't find out how much it is to refill your bottle, but it's, it's a, I guess it's what, you know, Sign the future, isn't it? You know, sustainability, recycling. 
So go and fill up your bottle of gin there. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> we'll move swiftly on. No. Um, I just picked this up. Uh, again, uh, if you want a good quick resume of the uh, what's going on in the beer world, uh, Boke and Bailey, they are the people who wrote the Brew Britannia books. I know they're quite a few of them there. They do quite a nice little blog, actually, at the end of each week, and they just kind of collect together the kind of bits from the news, what people have written on their blogs as well. So I just thought there's a couple of things here that obviously with the uh, budget coming up um, about some of the things we've talked about, really. This was a report from the British Institute of Innkeeping. 76% of pubs now having to pay higher wages to attract and retain their staff. Two-thirds of pubs are paying at least 10% more for the food that they buy in. third of pubs are paying 10% more for the drinks that they buy in. Half are paying more for their utilities. 61% of pubs can't recruit enough staff. And 72% are running out of call lines in their offer. So just summarising really what we said, really, and, and the point at the end there is that um, the uh, British Beer and Pub Association record, well, their, their members say their cask sale is 40% down compared to this same time in 2019. So as Bruce said there, you know, people might be going out in the day, but they're, they're not staying in drinking all night. They're going home. Um, and we're back to that, you know, see what will happen, really. Heard quite a few pubs. I know, Bruce, you mentioned a couple in York that, um, you know, quite quite prestigious sighted pubs in York are still shut. They haven't reopened. Um, I think most towns, that's the same. There's quite a few pubs around us that just haven't reopened. So it's, after uh, that last that about the uh, car lines, when we were down in uh, down south there, especially down in uh, uh, Brighton, um, we're now planning to get lots of Harvey's beer. I managed to get one pint in five days. Yeah, um, uh, it was insane. That was a Nicholson. And they're saying the knock on now were like they're not just a few, but logistics and the lorries and things. Exactly. Yeah. That might you know might be even more of an issue. And then I know you moaned about Southern prices you pay. I don't know. If you, did you see this? Story oh yeah, the tomahawk steak. Yes. This salt bee terrible. bloke that this this kind of receipt did the um did the rounds, didn't it? Uh, yeah. So salt bee is this guy. He's on YouTube. He's one of these whatever he's, he's he's I think is he Turkish or something. I think yeah. he's, I thought he's actually but he's not. He's Turkish. Uh, he does all the extravagant carving of the steak. And he's up a new restaurant, uh, Nuzet in uh, London. I think they said it's cheaper to actually fly to Turkey and, and eat in Turkey than the same thing here. But like Bruce says, um, the tomahawk steak at £600 a throw. But uh, I think what most people looked at was things like Cokes, £9 yeah. for a Coke in this restaurant in, in uh, uh, Knightsbridge. Uh, just bonkers, really. When you, you've got that kind of money. The total bill was £1,800. For yeah, basically obscene about that, isn't a salad and a steak. Yeah, absolutely, Bruce. You know, absolutely obscene. Bonkers. So, uh, and for people to, people to take a photograph of the receipt as well and like post it on social media to say, oh, look at me. Mm. Yeah. It was Gemma Collins, wasn't it? Enough said, yeah. yeah well, I, I yeah. didn't know what. I just thought the receipt yeah. was, being, was being pushed around. So anyway, down to business. So this week, we're going to mainly focus on Bruce's summer vacation. So a bit like thousands of us, millions of us, he had a bit of a staycation. So it took the family off for a little a little soiree uh, around the Alley White, which again, I've, I've never been to the Alley White. Nick, I don't think you, have you been to the Alley White, Nick? No. No? So, Fancy it, because that, that was yeah. the first place that there was a, an internment camp, beginning of the war, or one of the first places. All the Germans and Italians who were living in this country, they decided they were going to be a security threat. They shipped them off to the Alley White. So you made a bit of a trip of it, Bruce, didn't you? Because you kind of went down. You did. The first thing to say is, actually, I mean, before we'd gone, of course, I'd spent days pouring over the Good Beer Guide and uh, quickly uh, realised that uh, Portsmouth in particular and Southsea, where we were staying, which really is just a five-minute walk yeah. Portsmouth, is one of the great drinking towns of the country. But obviously, sadly, we were there for two nights and 
it was quite heartbreaking to see some of these places not get into them in, in parts with that mm. uh, uh, great beautiful place I mean in a nutshell uh, the Isle of Wight's a great place uh, mm. I think um, I know you were in Jersey this year there are different parallels to be drawn with Jersey I think it's probably more affordable Jersey but paradoxically probably harder to get as many people there's no airport of course the, yeah and, um, um, but yeah, I like the Alawite. I mean, compared to being in Cornwall the previous year, there were the vast amounts of people. Uh, yeah. Prices on it being hiked for the tourists. Uh, things like Military Road, the scenery is fantastic. And it is a proper working uh, island as well, really. I said Portsmouth was great. Um, Brighton, I thought, fantastic. Uh, if you're into drinking, independent shops, uh, coffee, Brighton there. I think nowhere, nowhere in the country, I think, uh, is more like being abroad than in Brighton that I've ever been to, really, mm. uh, in terms of the nightlife and so much going on. It was bonkers. Dead up in London. So, yes, I'll say, it took, um, whilst we've done this, I did come back and really rue, I think. Uh, uh, I just thought we could have gone in four days and had four fantastic days uh, in those places. We could have been around the Isle of Wight, uh, say, South Sea alone. As, if you look at the Good Beer Guide, Pages of entries, yeah, um, and you could yeah. see all these fantastic terrace pubs, a great drink culture there. So, yes, yeah, so where we starting? I'll tell you what, next trip though, we are going to do. I've tried to talk Nick to come along. Uh, I've because uh, uh, now Nick's joining, I've stumbled across the Guinness guru on YouTube. Um, have you seen him? No, no, enlighten us on YouTube. He's a lad who just well, literally <laughs> just goes around Ireland, King Guinness. <laughs> but I have to say, he um. I've found it absolutely valuable because we've uh, we've been promised to go ourselves for a day trip soon, and uh, Ryan have introduced their late night flight back uh, to Dublin to Leeds. Now we're currently, in fact, uh, trying to tell Nick we could have gone for twenty eight pound return, uh, but uh, well, somebody wants to come with us had a bit of an health scare, um, so we are aiming to go. But yeah, there's three pubs in particular on there: uh, Bo's, John Keogh's, and uh, the Grave Diggers. Uh, right. I'll be, I'll just, be just watching it, just watching it desperately yeah. makes you want to go and try that beer. <laughs> well, that we are going to do that soon. Nick refused to fly on Ryanair, so we're going to do an Air Lingus flight. My, uh, my nephew bought a ticket. He's, he's obviously when England play San Marino, when they played San Marino, he got eight quid Ryanair, oh eight my. quid to whatever they fly. I think they're flying to Venice. Um, isn't it bonkers? Isn't like, it? Even, eight, eight, eight quid's not so bad when the flight doesn't go and he refuses <laughs> to give you your money back. So, I suppose you know. You're eight quid out of pocket. And it was, but, it, was ten, uh, it was ten quid for the suit for the small suitcase, but uh, it's not bad. That yeah, really. another fifteen quid to use the toilet. <laughs> another ten if you want to sit down. No, so you've mentioned five pounds for hiring a seatbelt. You kicked off. You had do you have two nights in Portsmouth? No, so we, we started off. We started off with, with a, an epic journey from our house in Holgate in York. In, in that in that single day, we went on a taxi, the train, the tube. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a train, a bus, a hovercraft, and finally another bus before we got to the hotel. <laughs> what about the air balloon, Bruce? So you went straight, to the, so you went, you went straight to the Isle of Wight then? So the first went straight to the Isle of Wight, yeah. Right, it was, okay. it was so, a, if you're a public transport geek, it was your dream day, I can tell you. My wife was, it's a place, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll tell you, yeah. it's a great place. And the Isle of Wight is quite a, like you say, it's quite a bit of beer mecca. They've got their own little beer trail. They've got a beer buzz happening in the Isle of Wight. Text around all the pubs. Yes, I, I, I will like it. That wasn't running, but I have heard about uh, this. Yeah. No, yeah. that's they have a they have a they have a vintage classic vehicle week. Right. They do uh, that they get people descending from all of the UK and even abroad with their old buses and their old trucks and stuff like that. I know somebody who went to it and uh, yeah, while it's on that for week, I think, then they have the buses right. that take you around to the pubs. As far as yeah. the fans know. 
Yeah, I've never seen that Goddard's uh, beer. The Goddard's beer was by far the best beer we had there. Um, oh, right, one yeah. night we went to um, um, the pub at the very, very end at Shankliff down the seafront. You almost can't see it because it's tucked away. And it's, at the, it's the very last walkable thing you can get to. It's at the very end of Shanklin Chine. We went to Shanklin right. Chine at night. Um, which I have to say something to avoid. It's £22 to walk around a, a ditch with a slowly running water and um, <laughs> the world's dullest illuminations. But we did wander out there and Chris said, oh, there's a beer garden there. I said, all yeah. right. And it was a fantastic thatched uh, pub there drinking Goddard's beer. You right. were so close to the waves which are lapping against you. Yeah, yeah. Um, fantastic, warm enough there. So the Goddard's beer was great. And I'd say especially their... Uh, Goddard's Brew, the uh, Isle of Wight uh, craft lager. That was absolutely uh, fantastic. But rather bizarrely, while we were there, there were a group of um, uh, very um, well-spoken, uh, having a great time, young people. Uh, one or two had a little bit too much or dropping a glass of things, but, you know, not really being obnoxious to anybody, just high-spirited. So we were there late on, so about to quarter to heaven, off they went, and we started sort of walking towards the beach. Well, it's tired of what they're doing. They then waded across to two tiny boats without board motors on. And I mean, because you're there in the, the Solon, you've got all these tankers, things, and yeah. ferries, Brittany ferries passing by. It was pitch black. And we said, to, um, where to? Where are they going? He goes, oh, they live around the corner at, uh, around the, at uh, Benbridge there. Um, so if you look at that map there, if you look at YouTube, you see Shanklin, the, uh, where it says Culver Down, that sticks out quite prominently. They went off in the little tiny boat, <laughs> two of them, with a tiny lamp on, uh, dodging all the oil tankers to go back to Benbridge. And we was just surreal to see that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. that's in Shanklin, that pub is absolutely fantastic. Right. Um, and where were you? Where were you based, Bruce? In, in well, Alabama? we went. We went. And we stayed in uh, Sandown, um, right? Uh, which is a bit, if you like, is a bit. The, to be fair, it's the Blackpool of the Isle of Wight, but right. to the yeah. point, it was cheap. Um, and I'd say for us, uh, the public transport system was uh, fantastic for getting about. Mm. I mean, you could go there. You know, the car they had a, um, the buses that run through to all the main tourist sites, big the open top buses. It was fab. So we went pretty much everywhere. Uh, we went from Sandown down Shanklin through Ventnor. Uh, went all the way across to Yarmouth there on the east of the island, stopped at Allen Bay on the way, where you do that uh, terrifying cable car ride to the beach with the coloured sands. The only place we didn't get was Cows uh, mm. and Osborne House, otherwise we saw it all, really. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I say, uh, yeah, and sadly the castle was a great pub in Sandwich, we never got to. Right. Yarmouth, lovely place, um, bizarre Yarmouth. The ferry comes there from Lymington, and it's like, a, it's almost like a very, very posh, large village full of... Uh, pubs, restaurants, uh, delis, and the uh, ferry from Limiton literally parks at the end of the street. It's the only way to describe it. <laughs> you literally walk off the ferry right. and you're yeah. in the high street. So right. uh, yeah, astonishing. Oh, some of the things uh, you've sent me then, well, we've got, come on, tell us about the other crap and you've got to tell us about the... This, this is now, the world's only scheduled... Uh, yeah, I would say that. It's the only one, isn't it? Because the, 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 the channel one, one stopped a long time ago, didn't they? Yeah, no, tremendous fun, I have to say. Uh, if you've never done it, I've, I did the Massive Overcraft about 30 years ago to France, but this is yeah. great fun, and it does operate just like a bus. There's so little formalities. You turn up, it's about it was six-pound return for a family, uh, and you just return up, it goes about every 20 minutes. It only takes 10 minutes into a ride. Uh, going, it I was, say, uh, it doesn't have a refreshment count then, bro. No, sadly not, no. <laughs> uh, too small. 
But yeah, but it's quite fun. The pilot climbs up a stepladder uh, and the cabin <laughs> is the pilot there. And it's, and it's 10 minutes. I mean, going, it was a bit choppy, which was even more fun. Uh, but really smooth and about, that's about 30, 40 miles an hour. So yeah, absolutely fantastic. You know, it was a great experience. The only place in the world to do it now because yeah. uh, we were in Hong Kong years ago. Yeah. Other crafts in two from Macau, they've all gone. So yeah, and it runs yeah. till 29 at night. I mean, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. fun that life to say, yes, definitely. Uh, <laughs> of course, in Portsmouth, you can, you know, get a day return and because rides has lots of pubs in it. Yeah. You know, um, they've got, I think, got spoon, big spoons in riding notice. So yeah, the fisherman's right. class, to say, definitely the highlight of the pubs we got to on the Isle of Wight. Uh, so it was absolutely uh, uh, fantastic, uh, especially at night. Um, I mean, it's the type of thing that you would normally expect to find in Cornwall, but of course, um, not as many of these in Cornwall as you think, is there, these pubs mm. on the beach? You know, if you could pick it up, put it there. So it was quite fantastic, yeah. And what were they still, because there is actually, I think there's four breweries on Island Wine, and there's, you've mentioned um, Goddard, there's Island Brewery, there's yeah. Yates's, and then there's something called White Knuckle Brewery. So, I mean, what was what was the offer? Was it a bit of a mix of some local beers and then... Yeah, I mean, they had all the Goddard's in. The Yates's beer, we'd have one of those in there. That was lovely as well. I never came across the White Knuckle. Right. Um, but there was um, uh, an awful lot, sadly, of doom bar knocking about. Yeah. <laughs> a surprising yeah. amount of the... Uh, uh, very well kept tailors. I mean, you know, yeah. a lot of these big, insta, big institutions. And I say, I think uh, uh, I'd like to get to cows there. I understand that cows are a bit of a rail ale mecca as well. Right. Timothy um, Taylor's on We're in Sandown, and the castle, I think, is a, one of the best rails I never got there, uh, which was really right. annoying. Yeah. And how much were you paying? Hey, was it too out of the way, Nick? Um, uh, say, are you. Um, Don't fancy look quite... at that one. No, oh, we were we were both sat in a pub. I think I was in Stone we at this yeah. point, and Bruce was in Yarmouth at the Bugle Coaching, which looks looks a nice pub, Bruce. Yeah, well, it, a lot of the pubs, and this is the funny thing, Anna, a lot of the pubs have kept the exteriors intact, but yeah. the interiors uh, have been made a lot larger, and ultimately quite disappointing. I have to say, yeah. we found that on a few occasions. But this truly was a bloody dismal. Yeah. <laughs> and so, for those on who not on YouTube. Bruce had a uh, well, I don't know. I gave you a fatal mistake, Bruce. A, a it was, it was in Yorkshire, being the other way. So you had a fight a Timothy Taylor's bolt maker, and that looks like the well, he's probably been passed by somebody into that glass. Oh, God, it was. <laughs> so, I, I, I tell you what, Bruce, you can tell it's not Sam Smith's pump. Humpty um, um, wouldn't have been happy with that measure, would he? Right? Would you think say, he's got an absolute full pipe? I'm going to say you've definitely got a pipe there, but there's not even not, there's not even a, a head round the edge of the glass, is there? So no, definitely no sparkle on that bloody bump. I tell yeah. you that much, yeah. But then that's what you get down south, isn't it? You know, let's be honest, that's what you get. That's that, that's they like their beer. They don't like it as full as tight, uh, cream or sparkling weedy. So no, that looked a bit desperate. And I think oh, this is what I did. Uh, to make Bruce envious, I sent that's him right, yeah. my beers. Which was uh, again, I, I, I succumbed slightly. Um, I, I, I'm walking down the canal and uh, halfway to Stone is Neil Morris's pub, uh, the Plume of Feathers. I, 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 I skipped the Neil Morris's beer. I had a pint of bath just for old time's sake. And, and uh, I said, the, the, the beer on the right is in the Swallowing Stone. And that was mm. uh, that was very nice. And I just put there, that was there. That was the, that was the cask offer in the Swan that day, which again was late, late August. Just fun. That's a fantastic pub. Um, I don't know. I think Nick, you might have been with me. Is he still on the go thinking he can run pubs? Yeah, yeah. Still, I think he's only got one now. He's only got the one at Baldwin. Well, he, he, he bought one up here, didn't he, Bruce? Martin and yeah, Grafton. Yeah, the uh, Martin come Grafton. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, to be honest, the pubs then, are all right. Got, and... Then they got into making making the beer. Yeah, yeah. Made I, out I his he... big success, but it wasn't. 
I think it, it gets brewed by somebody. It's not bad. Uh, I've got to say, the pub normally has a quite a good range of beers on. It's right. It's got a nice little seat there by the canal. Uh, I probably wouldn't go there with you know first choice, but it's not bad. And I say, well, if you're in that neck of the woods, go to the Swan. The Swan in Stone is fantastic. I said that on that day they had what one, two, three, or so uh, eight different really good cast beers. Yeah. Uh, quite quite a nice mix there. Abbeydale, uh, Ludlow, Thornbridge, and then some Oakham, and then some more local beers as well. So yeah, we were we were swapping uh, heads on the uh, WhatsApp that day on our beers. Uh, so let me go back then, Bruce, because again, you always sent me these the wrong way around. So there's a couple here in Portsmouth. So yeah. you went, did you went from the Alley White to Portsmouth? That's that's right. We did, yes. Yeah, so I was just telling you to hop across. So I said we stayed in South Sea, in South Sea, kind of a um, you know, it's Portsmouth, all Portsmouth, South Sea, um, and I mean South Sea is a big residential area, but loads of fantastic pubs there. And I say sadly because we had the full day, hundred pound ticket for the military dockyard, we yeah, obviously didn't get spending much time in the pubs we wanted, but this was fantastic. I say. Really uh, cracking uh, one room pub in Island Bar, uh, the Pembroke. Uh, it's really highly rated. Uh, great little local, but I say this is kind of replicated as I understand it all around. All over, me. right? Um, so again, just for those on YouTube or not on YouTube, sorry, I basically just got Bruce's WhatsApp messages here. So we've got a nice picture of the pub, and we've also got Bruce's description. So this is the Pembroke, which is in Old Portsmouth, which again is down by the docks, isn't it, Bruce? Old Portsmouth. It is, yeah, yeah. <coughs> And Bruce's description was a cracking one-room pub with two real fires in all ports with a fine pint of London Pride at just £4.20 a pint too. So it was a good start to the, the trip around Portsmouth. And then your the second one you sent was the old customs house. This yeah, is this Portsmouth. is part of the Gunwharf Keys development. Of course, uh, Portsmouth um, uh, had a huge regeneration and um, they built Gunwharf Keys, which is a really a huge uh, eating and drinking area by the uh, harbour side, uh, so you kind of sat there, and you've got all the ferries coming from the Isle of Wight, the Brittany ferries, the container ships, cruise ships, are literally only uh, a, few, a couple of hundred feet away, and the old customs house well, was what it says in the tin, really. Bulls have taken it over now, uh, obviously spent a great deal of money on it, um, and very, very comfortable, uh, very, um, well, uh, massive job they've done on this. Yeah. It's a dining room there. Um, I say all the rooms are pretty much intact. They've not knocked the walls through, so they've got loads of little rooms. They've not, not knocked any, knocked no walls through at all. So loads of places, snugs with fulls of sofas and leather. Uh, the food looked good, um, but as we discovered, really, fullers are becoming uh, extremely uh, expensive establishments, aren't they? Um, uh, great quality beer, I have to say. The food looked great, but. Pretty expensive, but I say this was nice. And Portsmouth, uh, full of a big presence in Portsmouth. Mm. Uh, sadly, we saw one across the harbour, never quite figured out how to get there. And then, of course, the one thing we didn't get to, uh, unforgivable, was we never got to Spice Island. Now, that's just across the uh, that little peninsula, across from the fish market. There's three pubs on there, I believe. And there's another Fuller's pub there that's supposed to be the Spice Island Inn, where you literally could almost reach out and pass all the boats as they come by. So I say, I'm really keen to go and back. On the picture, I get from YouTube, the picture of the outside of the pub, that's a spinnaker just behind there. Is, yeah. get, get your bearings in port, but you can't miss the big um, sculpture spinnaker thing. There's a lot of bloody blackboards outside that pub. I've just got an 11, so there's a lot of things. Yeah, there is, I know, yeah. Yeah, well, they do, it looks like they were doing table service well, were they? were still doing table service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely worth a visit there, yeah. Uh, and then you went to Portsmouth's oldest pub, and uh, Bruce's uh, eldest is outside there. Give us a thumbs up of the Dolphin Bruce, yeah. Okay. Uh, this was so disappointing, though, because to be fair, the um, the Hampton uh, Benchmark pubs, the, the lady that hollowed in, she was can you a little bit about, she's got to go there, but yeah, sadly, 
I mean, you know, let's face, be fair to Green King, I, I dare say, bits for falling down, but this was like one big room now, uh, but of course the past had been like, oh, you know, rough, tiny little rooms and snugs, wasn't mm. there? Um, yeah, it really it's was a bit... It's a bit too tidy, isn't it, looking at front of it, Bruce? I mean, you know, that tight front and everything, it's, it, it's, it's too tidy, isn't it? It's... Yeah, yeah, it, it looks and, like uh, it looks and their like their their blackboards are selling burgers and alcohol pots by the looks of it. Yeah, it was disappointing. So again, right Bruce's uh, Bruce's yeah, right opposite Post Cathedral, but it was uh, disappointing. Really, I'm sure they could have preserved a bit more. There were a few old beams there, so sad, really. Yeah. Uh, so, so and Bruce's. This is what he wrote on uh, WhatsApp. We're in Post. All this pub another dolphin desecrated by Green King. <laughs> Terrible. Only one real airlord. Urban Islam. Urban Islam? Urban Island. All right. Islam. (laughs) God knows where. (laughs) 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 Who knows? Should have stayed the Pembroke. Yes, we'll have to do a South Coast Island special. So, and then you were planning that, I think. You must have had the the good beer guide with you because you were talking about going on to Brighton next. Um, And you were going to take up the cricketers, the Brighton Beer House, and take a trip to Britain's biggest beer garden on Hastings Pier. So... Just to clarify, that was Urban Island, Golden Island. Island, not Urban Island. <laughs> <laughs> so you said, you, I mean, I think, yeah, you said, Bruce, you're really impressive, Brighton, great place, great vibe, as you said already. Um, and I, again, some I've, I've never actually been, so it's definitely on my list. And loads and loads of beer back down there by the sounds of it. Oh, things. yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're like, like us, we're listening to watching this, and obviously uh, we're on to beer, food, independent shops, and this is just a haven for it. Um, you see, it's a surprisingly big place, Brighton, the 19th biggest place in the country, but from the minute you get out of the train station, really, you're just uh, assaulted by uh, uh, independent shops, uh, independent pubs, uh, coffee roasters. Uh, I mean, it is amazing. Uh, fantastic place like that. When you get down to Bond Street, Kensington Gardens, um, again, it's almost um, Camden Market. Um, yeah on steroids really without the tourist tat i mean there's some astonishing range of stuff there um the lanes across these meandering alleys that go through on the way down to the seafront you can go down there to left right they really are very narrow uh, but every uh inch has been that there's uh, no empty shops no empty buildings down mm. there believe you me uh some fantastic places to eat and drink uh, and the cricketers the uh brighton's oldest pub that takes out a pride of place in the center of the lanes uh, unlike uh, the only spoon parts with it, but cricket was an absolute uh, uh, joy. Uh, and I said, then you get down to the seafront, and it's kind of um, you've got a bit of a modern sort of nondescript back to it. But then you're on a level, and then underneath you, for the entire length of seafront, it's a very long, long seafront. I'd say uh, outside the pier, you've got literally uh, oh, dozens, hundreds of. Um, uh, bars that kind of operate beneath the road, sort of these mm. subterranean bars. They've extended out to the beach now. And again, uh, you really catch for all taste. There were places for uh, hens and stags, but there were equally as many serving craft beers, amazing food. Uh, so I said, we're everybody agreed, really. Um, I was our neighbours who told us to go to Brighton because they mm. absolutely love it. Uh, and again, Eads uh, shares all our sort of taste in the uh, we often pass. And again, you got loads. I mean, loads of breweries down there. I mean, you mentioned Harvey's. They're the oldest one, the kind of traditional, very kind of seventeen hundred job. Yeah, they're got... based in Lewes. Um, yeah. Sadly, Christopher let's go because uh, apparently you can do the brewery tour. It's fantastic. All oh, right. The uh, uh, the shop is open all the time, and uh, say yeah. Lewes is the one place I've never got to. Right. It's supposed to be a great market town. Um, and I said, but annoyingly, uh, you talk about this uh, shortage of beer. Uh, it was a, a reoccurring theme really down there. Uh, mm. Uh, in Brighton, and um, so even the Weatherspoons, it says 
Last time I went to Brighton, I went to the Weatherspoons Bros. Jackie quite liked it because they did toasted tea cakes in there. Ah, there's three spoons now. The, the so I might get two pints because we're having to wait for these toasted tea cakes to come out. <laughs> Well, I don't know what they're still doing. Like. And then yeah. you've got um, obviously Beat Breweries based in Brighton, isn't it? And then you Dark Star, they're kind of big craft brewers. It loses the place where they put those burning barrels on there, isn't it? And the, it is. The it's probably on Bonfire Night. It's yeah, that's be right. Astonishing, yeah. And they burn, they burn the Pope as well. We should probably want to mention <laughs> yes, that. On, yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah, you mentioned here, Bruce. Uh, oh, this <laughs> <laughs> he found the bear, didn't you, Brighton as well? Yeah, you, you, you tweeted me back. So you followed the bear. You you found out some Hofmeister Hell's Lager in Brighton. Five pound a pint, which is it quite is. cheap. See, at this stage, we'd we'd we had we'd, we'd, on first impressions, we were disappointed in Brighton. We should say that when you first get there, you'd be like, hmm, it's very big, it's not a particularly clean yeah. place, Brighton. But then when you start digging, it would, it totally, we totally changed our minds, yeah. We're rather bizarre. So, so, this, <laughs> so, this is Bruce's first fight in Brighton, and, and as he just said there, this is his WhatsApp message. The lanes are brilliant, the rest of it's shite, the most overrated <laughs> place in Britain. But I think it grew on him over the next kind did, of 24 hours. Yes. It kind of grew in him. Oh, days we were there. You said straight away you knew these. I think you felt the cricketers was going to be a fantastic pub, but it looks it. I mean, that mm. inside the pitch you took there inside just looks fantastic. The, it was, and I mean, it was on it. And as it got darker, it got more yeah. rammed, rammed off to another weekend. Uh, but um, uh, on the Monday night before we came home, um, we didn't raise the time because kids aren't allowed in pubs inside or outside after eight o'clock. Oh, right. Um, so we got around drinks and outside and uh, so Christy went up there and said, you all those drinks. I went inside and I'll have one more. And we'd seen an awful lot of chaps um, walking around town that day. It was the only day we spent the entire day in Brighton all in sort of military blazers. So I, sort of, I said, oh, have you all been to a big funeral? He said, oh, we all meet here, he said, and uh, have a reunion. Our regiment's done it for years. Oh, right. Um, and um, I was talking to this chap, and then a man came from the function room and announced that uh, he'd got engaged and bought all the pub drinks. So it was fab. Yeah. But, uh, famously, this is where Graham Green, uh, uh, of course, right. famously, Brighton Rock, yeah. he, uh, this was his local, apparently he, was, he resided there uh, seven days a week. But it is really uh, totally unspoiled. They made a fantastic job of keeping it exactly as it should be. Um, on the right there, I think what at one point I'm guessing was an old garage mm-hmm. uh, after keeping a cat things. That's turned up a bit of a room now, it's a bit quieter. And I have to say as well, we did actually have a following the, the reviews. We had our Sunday lunch there on Sunday. You know, it's a bit dubious having a, a Sunday lunch outside of Yorkshire, of course. But uh, this now belongs to a pub group who own about four high end pubs down there. And they've kind of given like a local celebrity chef and Andrew Pern type figure to um, consult the kitchens. And I have to say the uh, Sunday lunch was absolutely stunning, both in quality and for the South quantity as well. It was bonkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm so going to say, bro, so it's a free house then, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Because all yeah. I'm, I've only got a little picture in front of me. It seems to be a massive great big tea bar and there's what, I can only see what, one hand pump there. No, it goes down that aisle. There's a few hand pumps on. But right. remember, I say, like, as all the pubs, they would, I couldn't, I could never get a pint of Harvey's in here. They just mm. couldn't supply it fast enough, could it Harvey's? Yeah, which was mad. Mm. I suppose they're their own pubs to see first, yeah. Uh, and then he went on to Hastings, Bruce. And uh, you, well, sorry, I'd, at that point, I'd take you some pictures of some very dodgy beer in Buxton, which had soft serve yeah, on yeah. it. So uh, this was you in Hastings. This is outside the anchor in the picture for those on YouTube. Um, and you said it's Shepherd Neem Monopoly. So you were drinking lots of Shepherd Neem. It was the pubs, said, the pubs were quite unspoilt, though, to be fair. Uh, I say, and uh, but all down that street there, there were three pubs, and they were all Shepherd Neem. Yeah, um, which was an unusual scene this day and age, wasn't it? 
They had a cost phenomenal appear in the auction than Sam Widrick Shepanini because they provide a lot of beers to Lidl, don't they? Mm, <laughs> so, yeah, quite yeah. nice. Uh, are, they, but, are they Kent based out of Shepanini? Is that right? They, are they, yes, I thought they were Kent based, weren't they? One of the oldest, yeah. one of the oldest brewers yeah. in the country. Yeah, there are kind of cast beers on here, though. Yeah, we talked about their their Spitfire campaign, didn't we? A yeah, few yeah, podcasts back. Yeah, Shepanini yeah. Spitfire is probably the, the, the most famous one, but they do one called Golden Hop, don't they, as well? Mm. And obviously, they have quite a few pubs in London. Uh, but I think they, yeah, they are, they are in Kent. I think they've still got their own hop fields as well, That's which right, obviously yeah. English shops are making resurgence as well. But yeah, I think they are one of the oldest operating breweries in the, in the country. Because, of course, by the time you get here, you're not too far from Kent, are you? So the sort of incursion across the border there. And they certainly have done it. So, yeah, Hastings was funny, actually. For me, big parallels with, uh, there were some parallels with Whitby, but. Uh, Whitby seems to get all the plaudits, and uh, there seems to be some like untapped potential in Hastings. You've got these vast um, buildings um, <coughs> where they kept all the fishermen's, kept all the nets and things. And one or two have been developed now. I know it's one or two little coffee roasteries, but you thought, Craig, you know, if you right. develop those, it could be some real uh, yeah. food, food scene. Uh, yeah, and obviously we've got the one of the old cable cars up to the uh, cliff. They've got like um, uh, Nature Park, uh, it's pretty unspoken, stunning views from there. Um, and uh, we also went to uh, Britain's biggest beer garden, which temporarily Britain's biggest beer garden because the big pier uh, that turned into a vast beer garden. Um, they were yeah, having trouble keeping that stocked around. Did they send you any pictures? Let me just have a look now. I'm just, I'm just shepherding, by the way. Faversham is where they're based in Kent. And like you're writing it there, they're, they're, they claim to be Britain's oldest brewery, 1698 is the official founding date. Although they claim that actually goes back before that as well. So, no, I think you did send me some pictures then, Bruce. You were, you were back to the big smoke in London. So, yeah, I think you, I know you, you said you were... To, uh, we did pop into Eastbourne <coughs> for a day. I was disappointed with Eastbourne, I have to say. I could it... Uh, um, uh, that was a cabbage and weed, on it, Bruce? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's funny there. It's all old people there. Could it fact, well, yeah. Just going uh, to Eastbourne for a week. <laughs> Did bob into the weather spoons to take it off the list from across the station. God, I mean, I have to say, with a fantastic weather spoons experience in London, but the one in Eastbourne, God almighty, that was... <laughs> it smells of cabbage and wee. So if you were, it sounds like Brighton would be your pick of choice or Portsmouth, if you're going back down there, would you Yeah, right, Brighton? I mean, I think if we quite happily spend, and of course it's over located, but we never got to yeah. Hull, we never got to Worthing, so we got to Eastbourne, went to the Seven Sisters Country Park, um, which was uh, fantastic, a, a great... And because the green party being there as well, the public transport is insane. Um, you know, don't worry about drink driving. You can get buses absolutely everywhere. And the shuttle across Hastings Eastbourne, stop at the uh, say Seven Sisters, uh, pull up there. It's like a good hour's walk. Uh, see that infamous view with the cottages all dwarfed mm, by the uh, mm. cliffs. Um, and getting about was fun, fantastic, yeah. So yeah. I said, yeah, if you're not been to Brighton, um, absolutely fantastic. And the cricket is, as well, I have to say, wonderful, wonderful pub. Definitely, if you look through everything about the best 10 pubs in the country, that would have to be in the list, really. Yeah. yeah. And then you were back up north, you came back via London and had a, did, did. a night in there, you could come back to London. We did, we stayed at the, uh, stayed in the Angel this time. Um, never been to the Angel before, so I was great in Jeremy Corbyn land, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, again, we had so much on our plate. We didn't uh, get to visit. I wanted to plan to visit the Princess Louise, and we didn't get to do that really. So we didn't get to Shandos. We went to the Lyceum. Um, we you, did. You, as you well found the red line, didn't you? You found the red line. In, exactly. Uh... Pertinent to us uh, <laughs> when me and uh, Michael and Nick we were on a, a, a trip to London. I think we were seventeen, weren't we? So this is 21, 30, 35. Uh, no, I was. I, I wasn't with you. I, I go to the other red line. 
in yeah. uh, in in not Fitzrovia behind uh, Fortners and Masons. Well, this it's is a, one... an, another Fullers, but it's tiny. Is that one? Yeah, I, I read. Yeah, I want to go. I couldn't find it. I tried. I was. I was. Went to Mason, I couldn't find the pub. Ended right. up going to that tiny Green King pub as well. It was really annoying that because I was speaking to Michael, say, Where is it? Where is it? Uh, yeah, yeah Duke, Duke York Street, just think York, Yorkshire. Yeah, Duke York. Yeah, couldn't find it, it was so annoying. Mm. Uh, but say, so the in the kind of got spent money for Fortnum Mason, well done, that was all really. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the Red Lines had uh, one of the famous pubs along with the um. Uh, St. Stephen's uh, Tavern, these are the two pubs where the MPs famously go, if they want to get out of the House of Commons, uh, they go to the Red Line or the St. Stephen's uh, Tavern. Each of them have uh, division bells in, so when it's time to go and vote, mm. they have division bells. Um, and uh, they spent a little bit of money on the Red Lion. Uh, I think when we went to it, Michael, it was a Watney's pub, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It was Tetley nice. Walker pub, wasn't it, now? Um, nice. And I say now it um, uh, belongs to uh, Mitchell Butler, I believe. Uh, right. And, uh, I said they spent a bit of money on it, sympathetic, nice inside. Um, but it, uh, yeah, so it was good, good to go back after all those years. Uh, the first ever pint I didn't first ever drink <laughs> all those years ago, so yeah, uh, because it's the first time I've been and seen it open in a couple of years, right? Yeah, and then you went past, so you went to the Shandos, which is some one of some one of, one of the many Sam Smith pubs. We did, uh, it we was met... busy, but it turned out lots of those. Uh, this was the day of the Extinction Rebellion demonstration. Yeah, right. when the, we had, so there were uh, the staff were on um, busy trying to stop all the Extinction Rebellion people using the lose that buying a drink. <laughs> Smith would have been proud of him, yeah. And obviously, this is very close to the heart, which I mentioned in my London choice, which is on Shando Street, which is almost opposite. Was and the heart was, yeah, it was uh, rammed in the heart. It was, oh, yeah, yeah. I did see they were doing. They had a big cask week thing this week. I was, I was going to use one of their pictures, but uh, like you say, it's uh, now talk, talking about pubs you can't find. I went looking for the heart, Mike, and I couldn't find it. Oh uh, well, look for the Shandos and look, look across the road. Well, I did. I went. I went both <laughs> ways, but yeah, no, I couldn't find uh, it. And then Bruce, you, you took the you took the plunge in it, and you went to some craft beer spot, uh, the Camden Town Brewery, of course, and not. Not, I've lost, which again is a little bit controversial, isn't it? Because they've sold their soul, haven't they? To uh, Inbev, Inbev, yeah, uh, one yeah. of those kind of craft beers actually owned by one of the, well, you, the you know, I like my different glasses and my brewery. They've got to have some of the worst glasses, they're like plant pots, <laughs> they're straight, but they're squat and they're like bloody plant pots. And once again, oh, they've got people... a special name, they were selling them. I quite liked them, Nick. Uh... <laughs> people are paying <laughs> stupid money for them on eBay and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, the only good thing they do is, is sticking a bloody geranium in, in them, and that's it. Like so they are, Camden were one of one of his first breweries that went under the arches, with the old railway arches, and set themselves. I don't know, they're probably about fifteen years old, aren't they? Plus now, um, yes. and, and you know, let's be honest, they they got it right. They got it right. They do a really good lager, um, Camden, a, a nice pale, don't they? Um, and they've obviously now just gone into the whatever the stratosphere. So, like Bruce, Bruce says, they've been outbought, and they've got a looks like a massive complex now, Bruce, at the brewery. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, that's uh, there where they're at tank uh, tank eight nine. There's about eleven or twelve tanks there now. Yeah. Uh, quite a nice setup, I have to say. Uh, and uh, they do some uh, beers. Uh, they call it the uh, Arches uh, Arches Collection. So the for visitors to here and certain places, they'll buy online. And uh, there was um, you know the ice cream beers, an Italian style one, uh, mainly lager styles. But I'd say it was. <laughs> I have to say, because I know a lot of people, because it's him, Ben. The beer was delicious, but yeah. it was expensive. So you, you know, got that with... 13 pounds, three halves of lemonade you, you paid. Yeah, that is outrageous, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not for London, though, is it? What's that? It's only about, 
Well, your lemonade pots cost you four quid. So what are you looking at? Three pounds, six, yeah. six, 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 six pounds a pint. Brewery, though. It was, yeah. it was delicious. Uh, and um, uh, I wish it a bit longer because they had said they've done some of the flights. So yeah, it was free to get in. Um, I think mm. it was out two day. I say right there underneath um, the London Overground Station, or oh, ten minutes walk from Camden Market. So yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, it was quite worth it. And again, that, that's another place that's got, it's got loads of bars, hasn't it? Spring up micro bars and and oh, yeah. little booze as well. Just just an insane place now, Camden Market. I mean, there's it's totally there's nowhere else. It can't grow any bigger like now, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'd say you just wouldn't know where to start, would you? It's just a. Uh, um, I mean, obviously. You, London's quiet, but again, that was by far the busiest place we went. I said, mm. "Oh, Thursday, it won't be too bad on a Thursday." It was ram packed, and you go down these lights, you know, it's so narrow. The carriageways, the passageways, aren't they? And you've got mm. all these people throwing, trying to give you chicken to try and stick <laughs> in there with the cocktail sticks. So, so yeah, rather mad, mad. Really. I suppose that's more. I mean, what's the locals? But because yes, it's touristy in a way. But I guess a lot of Londoners just that's where they go for a beer and a drink, isn't it? Because they're not going to go into the West End or uh, you know to pay those prices there. They probably want to stay. And obviously, it's one of the big kind of areas. I guess where a lot of people live and who work in London live in that area as well, don't they? And that's right. they, they yeah. go and chill out and have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, so next time we go, I'll have, have, have a look down Borough Max, see what's there. And you actually gave us a good report, Bruce, about uh, uh, Weatherspoons that you, you found in London, which the, which again links back to all the way back to episode one, Moon of the Water, when That's we right. kicked all this off uh, many moons ago, whenever that was, last last March, whatever it was. Uh, yeah. I have put the, the deregular picture of our our great leader and uh, Mr. Mr. Martin, who is worried now that hey, he actually made the biggest loss in the history of the, of the Weatherspoons <laughs> chain, can't get any staff. They start to run out of beer. Oh, what a shame. It's all false news, Michael. He <laughs> oh, talks no. about it in his latest magazine. He's not well, going no, he's, he's, he's done a whole. He's done a whole magazine on it, though, hasn't he? He's, he's, had, he's had the Telegraph and the Times apologising to him because of selling short-dated beer. And he says the reason why he can get good prices is because he's doing deals with the breweries five or ten years. That's why he's getting keen prices. So he's had the... Uh, Big papers apologising to him for making out that he's selling out a date beer. Yeah. So it's it's all fake news again. Well, fake well news. No, hang on, I got Nick making 145, 145 million losses is not fake news. Yeah, that's report to the stock exchange. Nick. Yeah, that's yeah. not fake news. And, but once and again, and his pub's running out a beer and, and can't get stabbed isn't fake news because his magazine is, is showing how much he's giving to his staff in shares and bonuses. Yeah, but he writes that magazine. Nick, that's like Chinese uh, state state media, isn't it? Or President Putin's <laughs> newspaper. Let's be honest. You know. <laughs> well, let's. It's not going to be impartial, is it? Let's and I, I, let's, and I, let's I, I, wait and see. And I'm waiting for him to McDonald's for him because he's just. I was in there yesterday for breakfast, and he's just written, <laughs> the whole menu now is, is is McMuffins basically, or weather muffins, whatever they want to call them. <laughs> so uh, anyway, but anyway, Bruce, you did fine. You you, you said. Do yeah, in the interest of impartial, impartiality, I have to say, uh, we did after that dreadful experience <laughs> with the spoons in Weymouth. Uh, we we had about half an hour to kill before dinner, and I said, "I've been to weather spoons in Leicester Square. Let's pop in." And you think, oh, God, this is going to be dreadful. It was bizarre. There was a lovely man on the front, a maitre d'. 
He starts saying, can I help you? He said, well, yeah, I'm just for a quick drink. Oh, that's fine. He says, let's go in. The place was spotless. Uh, he was a nice man ever. He went and said, oh, this table's here. It's just fine for you. He said, now we'd like to go to the bar. He said, we'd like table service. So he sort of pulled the chairs out, sat us down. And the staff were lovely. And they'd have a big range of beers on. And again, mm. really keen pricing. And that was in Leicester Square. It was paradoxical, this, though, isn't it? Because I say, I remember the uh, the um, Moon and Water that was top of Whitehall. That always that was always a great pub. It never mm-hmm. felt like a weather spoon. It had a huge range of beers on. It was spotlessly clean. Yeah. Is it almost because he thinks in London he has to try uh, a little bit no, harder? I think we we've said, haven't we? If, if you get yeah. some, if you get the right people running these pubs, that's right. Um, I mean, we watched one in Hull that you, you always said that mm. had a fantastic couple who ran it. Yeah, it did. Yeah, um, and you know, and I've got to say, the one in Stone, I was yesterday, uh, the post house. It's great. It's a great pub. It's it was very busy, but it's like you say, it was clean. Staff are really attentive. As soon as somebody went, they cleared, wiped the table down, cleaned it all off. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I think I've always this. liked the one in uh, Shaftesbury Avenue. I mean, they go in there, probably somewhere the spoon sometimes is all right, come down to the staffing. You get a lot of staff doing very little and walking at one pace. You go in the Shaftesbury Avenue, the staff behind the bar are full pelt all the time, no matter what time you go in. They're keen to get people served, clearing tables, stuff like that. Once again, with a different mentality in London, mm. what I don't know. Um, but I say that's that's what I normally go in, and that's always fairly quiet as well, really. Uh, the thing with the spoons, it's almost a business that it's not evolving anyway, is it? It's standing still. I mean, you know, I mean, we've got two kids now, really, and unless it's uh, unless they're having a curry, you know, there's literally nothing in there. You know, these are bloody. Uh, it makes them sound terrible, like sport brats. But, you know, they're, they're sixteen and thirteen, and they're like, "Oh no, we don't want to eat there. They don't want to eat there." Mm-hmm. And you think this kids, kids feeling like that? Maybe he needs to think about his food offering. I think, uh, and I think a lot of it, Nick, is the, the basics. Uh, undoubtedly, I say we've seen people where they're stacked up with uh, stacked up with filthy plates and dirty. Um, they kept right, and to be, and I also think uh, I, I noticed now is a lot of the, some of the pubs are getting this new furniture in uh, the big wider higher tables with the stools it's lighter wood it improves them massively a lot of that old dark furniture it's scattered about it's ramshackle it's looking dirty or elderly um i think he you know and obviously he's making a big loss i hope to spend a lot of money well that's absolutely something won't you? i mean you can't you can't maintain those kind of losses can you no no you can't uh, and i think you know people's taste are maybe evolving a little bit more you know it's uh it's quite telling those clubs are on every night now, really. He's I mean, what, what is all that about? Yeah, just to get people back in, but I mean, you know, the um, yeah, so it's hard, really. We shall see, right? Uh, and I think again, um, I know Bruce, I think you picked this book up while you've you seen it. There's a, a newish book out, um, by David Knight and Christine Montetero about the cultural and social history of London pubs. Yeah, you haven't so... bought it, have you, Michael? No, not yet, no, brother. Yeah, well, don't, no. don't buy it, all right, don't okay, buy it. <laughs> don't buy it. <laughs> And it's, not it's not that it's off to pinch it from library. <laughs> it's not that I haven't read it. It's has it arrived yet. There's no, no, not yet. No, no, no. It's your no. birthday present, but it has it. Yeah, not fantastic. Yeah, no, I've look, looked forward to that. And I'd say there, there are quite a lot of really good books coming out at the moment about, about beer. I think a lot of beer writers and people have been spending their lockdown writing new books. So I think did you get that one last on you? I did. Did you know what? I have, I, did, I have already had a copy of it, but yours is a slightly more... Um, the local. Um, I actually had a copy of it. I had a previous edition, and it's a bit different. So, again, oh, well, if you if you've got the first edition, that's yeah. going for mega money on online. Oh, now. really? Oh, well, there yeah, you yeah, go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. And uh, I've I've actually found one one for you pair for Christmas, which I won't tell you about yet. But it's it's quite a good one. Have you made your beer bread up. yet? Uh, no, not yet. The beer bread right. is still in the cupboard, and 
I'm slowly uh, checking How was recipe you was in? No, Nick, Nick bought me some um, like ready-made, I don't know what they are, Nick. Uh, well, the, the ingredients is all there. It's, it's the flour and stuff. And you just put yeah, your beer just, into it. Just put your beer into it. So there's three different flavours. There's, there's the traditional, the original. I think it goes back to South Af uh, South Africa, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think that company that yeah, yeah. is a four-cheese one. And there's, um, oh, is it uh, cookies? Yeah. Well, that, uh, yeah. Chocolate chip cookies. So you mm. get the mixtures and you put whatever beer you want in there to give it its own well, I was, I was going to say, I'd, I'd, I'd seen that... Um, Sam's are doing their new orange chocolate stout out of this, so I was going to see when you get the bottle of that to do the chocolate chippy cookie thing. Mm. We'll see how that goes. Well, that, that wild cherry will do. That that wild cherry would give yeah. the yeah. dark, dark chocolate chip. Yeah, that sounds good. Sam's so, doing orange chocolate stout? Yeah. Mm. I, 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 I've got a picture of it that I was going to put in the podcast week. I'll, I'll, I'll put that. it in next week. Yeah, I, I was amazed by it. Because, again, it's, it's one of those kind of things to do under the radar, don't they, Sam? They actually have got a... a for, well, you probably call them craft beers. Um, the fruit beers, everybody raves about their fruit oh, beers. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, though, they're doing a chocolate orange stout. I'll, I've got my phone somewhere, so I'll uh, I'll send you a picture of it. Yeah. Um, I've not seen any, I've not seen any down here yet. I, I was going to try in the in the hot water cellar, see if we can get me one in, and we'll do that with, with that as well. Okay, so that's been a whistle stop tour then around the south coast, Bruce. That's good, lovely to hear that and some some ideas there about people going down there. Like you say, you've only just scratched service really, haven't you? And some like Portsmouth yeah, and Brighton, yeah. just a little bit. So to keep the theme going, the next time we meet, I'm going to pick up my, my trip to Jersey. So we're going to keep the island island theme. Not maybe quite as much uh, uh, beery adventures as perhaps you could have on the south coast of England and Isle of Wight. Uh, but anyway, some good pubs and some good beer. Uh, although pretty much dominated by Liberation, who are actually part of the Butt Cum uh, Brewing um, Company mm. now. Um, <clears throat> I've got my Titanic uh, First Class Members weekend next weekend when Titanic for the brewery open to their First Class Members. So oh, nice. lots of free beers. And, uh, and I'll probably have a, I will have a brewery trip. I didn't go last time, but I think I probably will this time because obviously they've done a lot of expansion. So have you guys got anything planned next week or so? Well, funny enough, I've got a, a, a trip around Brew York um, that's uh, <laughs> been delayed from the pandemic, and uh, I've had a reminder from them, really. So uh, I did pop in for um, uh, a little flight uh, in Brew York um, week last Friday, and I have to say, uh, when you drink those hazy beers and then have a pack of landlord after it, whatever, it, it totally throws your palate off the evening, doesn't it, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah they, are, they, are, they are chucking out some beer at the moment, Brew York. I mean, madness, yeah. I mean, they're cold. If you get a chance, Bruce, the Hopinians guys, they brewed a Red Danson uh, beer with Brew York, which apparently is fantastic. It's, oh, a, right. it's like an amber ale. I think it's it's not, it's about 6%. It's not, uh, it's right. not soft. Uh, but they do some fantastic artwork as well. Um, yeah. So again, look out for that Red Danson. So everybody says it's fantastic beer. So you get a chance. But no, Did you, just... did you see uh, last week's episode of uh, Bob and Paul Fishing? No. Obviously, it's on. It's on now. It's on Sunday nights. But uh, yeah, uh, they normally have a beer. Um, I think Bob tends to drink beer a bit more than Paul does. Mm. But uh, they were cracking a couple of cans of Brewdog uh, Punk IPA last week. He didn't name it, but they gave the can a good old shot and uh, took it around to Paul. And because obviously it's cloudy, and he says, "Oh, can you smell it, Paul? Can you smell it?" And then he says, "Oh, there's some effort work gone into that because it's cloudy like." And I'm thinking, wait, hang on. Normally cloudy beer, there's not as much effort and work goes into it as okay, beer that's allowed to cloudy. I've never had a cloudy bug guy. It's pretty clear. It's, it's slightly easy. So, uh, so what Bob was pouring out for uh, Paul. Yeah, so 
Mm. Uh, and they've gone very quiet. They're on Brewdog, haven't they? I'm not uh, well, sure. Well, they're just going to still... deal with Asahi, haven't they? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's which, right. Which could yeah. uh, apparently their ambition is that they could end up brewing six times more beer than yeah. they do now, don't they? Yeah, interesting. So that, that'll get them to the fullest pubs, then, won't it? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they probably want to do, isn't it? Yeah, because I don't. But no, I feel those the Brewdog bars. I don't know. They were pushing those out, but they, that seemed to slow down a hell of a lot. Came I mean, they were. I mean, we've got none of those around here. It's a bit of pain because I've got a. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a member of Brewdog, and I can't spend me. I can't even spend my discount because I think Manchester needs one for me. Obviously, one in York, and there's a, a Brewdog bar yeah. in York, um, but there's not much in the Midlands. So there's nothing, nothing close to me. So there we go. So as I say, we'll probably meet again in two weeks' time, and we will record an episode about Jersey, um, a little bit about the trips there. Uh, as always, we'll do our normal catch up and beer news. And then I think we've got Nick who can do us a, a quick uh, a little the pubs that he went to in London. Uh, I mentioned I, I had a, I've got a Macclesfield um, episode that I will put together, and then just on back of my um, listen yesterday to the the, so the jewels jowlses of Stone. Uh, probably do one about Stone. It's a great little town with a very strong brewing heritage. So there's probably another Christmas, and then we'll be Christmas. Yeah, and we'll have to. Uh, uh, are you? Are you coming? As uh, rumours you'll come to Yorkshire for Christmas. Is this right? Uh, it'll depend on my daughter's shift pattern. I think at Eastman's right. Airport, as she as she gets to, she, she's done the making the bombs bit. Yeah, uh, she, saying, yeah. She passed her um, uh, bags and people last week, so that was patting them down. Hiding so. guns up your bums. Yeah, I did all that stuff. Yeah, so uh, sounds very interesting. <laughs> anyway, did say that the airline travel, obviously, like you say, Bruce, with the restrictions being lifted this next week, looks like that's starting to pick up again as well. So. Uh, so we'll see. But if not, we'll, I'm sure at some point we will need to get a Christmas Crimble tour sorted out, uh, yeah. another live live podcast edition. Um, and and I said, we, we, we've still got plans to meet him in Sheffield. We? We've talked about Sheffield um, oh, yeah. and possibly some, and we've still got the actually the couple of brewery visits as well. So hey, sure we might, would... might, might go to Sheffield via Gould. Yeah, Sheffield via Gould. Yeah. 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 Micro the Tom we'll Pudding go to the jailhouse if we go to Gould. Oh my God, there's a pub, the jailhouse. <laughs> Oh, so go say the guys at Tom Pudding. We've uh, they, they they were one of the first guys to give you a sh- give us a shout out. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no, they, 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 they did their, they. I think where did they start? They started from Doncaster, did they? Yeah, they gave us a, a tour. A, a, a little they well. they recommended a, a a real tour from Doncaster up to Hull, was it or Scarborough? Yeah. So, so I'm sure uh, you, you get to Donny, you can get to Sheffield. Tune tune in as always. Good weeks time as always. We'll get the podcast will be out hopefully. This one will be out as quick as I can. Uh, we are now available on Spotify and Amazon Music, as well as the normal other ones. And again, if you've listened to us, why not watch us on YouTube? Let's look for the Malt Travail uh, channel. And equally, if you're listening to watching YouTube, why not put us in the car on the podcast? Uh, I have spent my last couple of weeks actually trying to catch up now on all of the beer pages. So pretty much now every episode that we've done now, I've got the list of pubs. Uh, a little description where the pub is, um, if there's any travel things we, we can mention. So, again, if you go onto the website, malt travel at podbean.com, um, look for pages, and each of the episodes got a little page which just runs through the pubs that we talk about. And I will try and encourage Bruce to try and write this one up. He's done it done today, but I, 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 gave, up it. I gave up for the art one. I just did it myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The weather's been crap for the last two weeks, so I've been stuck yeah. in. So. so cheers, gents. Have a good one. And I will see you shortly. And we'll play the music out. And cheers. Have a good night. Bye, cheers. Bye.